Welcome to Sound Practice, the business podcast for physicians and healthcare leaders, hosted by Cheryl Toth and Mike Sakopoulos, and produced by the American Association for Physician Leadership. We've covered a lot of leadership topics on the podcast over the last year. Crisis leadership, women in leadership, leadership skill building for new physicians. We have, and we've also had conversations about how to handle toxic people at work and how to lead well from within. You know, Tothi, one of the leadership topics we have not talked about is inclusion, how to be an inclusive leader. Right. And before I interviewed our guest today, I didn't really know exactly what inclusive leadership was. I mean, I could infer from the word, but I decided I would look it up. You know, I wanted to see what an inclusive leader is, and I found this definition. Inclusive leaders are those who are aware of their own biases and preferences and who actively seek out and consider different views and perspectives to inform better decision-making. Okay, we have to admit that sounds like uh, characteristics that would be very beneficial as a leader. Indeed. Right. So our guest today uh, talks about how physician leaders can be more inclusive. Mm-hmm. Tothi, you interviewed Dr. Teresa Malcolm for her insights on this topic. And Dr. Malcolm is a physician executive and a physician development coach and, ready for this, a new AAPL board member. That she is. And Dr. Malcolm laid out the importance of inclusive leadership and how it fits into diversity and equity in an organization. Because you hear this term, D-E-N-I, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, she talks about how they fit, but she re- we really focused this conversation around inclusive leadership. And she was quite inspiring and gave a number of practical strategies for leaders who want to be more inclusive. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to listening to this. Um, but first, Tothi, we need to give our listeners the word of the show. And let's get right to it so we can move into your conversation. Okay. Lay it on me, Mike. Your turn. Okay. Here it is. Today's word is apricity, which uh, Marion Webster defines as the warmth of the sun in winter. Given that we are in the midst of winter doldrums, I want to offer folks a wintry word of uh, some hope. Well, and it's, it's quite poetic, isn't it? The definition, the warmth of sun in winter. We're going to have a couple of, we're going to have a theme of winter words. And I like this one to kick us off. It's nice. Anything to, um, to move our mind away from the battleship gray skies that uh, seem to inhabit me uh, during this time of the year. Yes. Let's move on to your conversation about inclusive leadership. Joining us from Scottsdale, Arizona, is Dr. Teresa Malcolm, a certified physician executive and a physician development coach who approaches every challenge with an open and willing spirit. Dr. Malcolm is a board-certified OBGYN and a fellow of the American Congress of Obstetrics and Gynecology. She coaches physician and faculty leaders who are seeking personal and professional fulfillment in their clinical practice or work environment. And uh, Dr. Malcolm has extensive experience in the acute care, ambulatory, and medical group settings. She's also a board member of the AAPL. Dr. Malcolm, we are so pleased that you joined us today to talk about uh, how physician leaders can integrate inclusion and equity 
into their organizations and into their leadership um, style. So welcome to Sound Practice. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. And thanks for that introduction. How kind of you. You are very welcome. Um, you are, have been a great addition to the board and you've just recently been announced a couple months ago. So it looks like next year we'll be seeing more of you in your participation in AAPL, which is great. Um, so I'd like to just start off by having you tell us, you're, I know you're no longer actively practicing, um, you're coaching, you do one-on-one -on -one coaching, you do group coaching, but tell us a little bit about your, your areas of focus and you know, what's a day in the li life <laughs> like for you, Dr. Malcolm, in terms of your projects? Yeah, uh, my my life is you know just as I think as adventurous and fulfilling as a as a as a coach as it was when I was practicing clinical medicine, and I have the opportunity now to work with physicians from all over the country who are interested in growing personally and professionally, so that they can become even more effective leaders than they are, and really be the leader leaders that they've uh, dreamed that that they can become. So, uh, you know, my my day is right now consists of a lot of Zoom calls and interacting with, you know, with my <laughs> for clients. all of us. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes. We're all living in that that virtual space right now. And so I like maybe many of the listeners have experienced the Zoom fatigue mm -hmm. as well. Um, and then I also get the great opportunity to work with groups as well, too, and have um, a group of physicians like like-minded physicians who are coming together, who um, again really want to take their their leadership skills and their leadership mindset to the next level. Well, you know, we've talked about coaching on this on the podcast before, and we've had um, various AAPL um, members on talking about mentoring and and uh, uh, coaching and leadership coaching. But most of it we've talked about in the context of one on one. So tell us what is group coaching about? I mean, how does that work? How, how does it really, you know, in practice, what do you do? Well, what is so great about group coaching is that the, um, the individuals who are part of that cohort or part of that group can really be supportive of one another. And you really can learn from the other individuals who are part of that. So in, at times it might be um, individuals who are strangers who don't know one another, but all have very similar interests or have very similar goals that they want to achieve personally and professionally. So in coming together as, as one, they get to hear from individuals who are in uh, different subspecialties or who are at different levels of their leadership or who are just from different parts of the country, you know, may, or maybe they're in a medical setting, a medical group setting, or maybe they're more in an acute care setting. And hearing how we all have different backgrounds, but we can have very similar challenges. And so hearing how another individual is processing or tackling or approaching that, um, that process, what some of their best practices are, what some of their, um, I don't like to call them mistakes, but some of their missteps um, that, they've, that they've been able to learn from and how you can use that as a way to help propel you forward and, um, and then have that really supportive network um, where you can openly discuss what it is that you might be challenged with or what you're facing. It doesn't always have to be a problem, but it could just be 
I I've got one perspective, but I really would like another perspective. And I'd like to talk to some other physicians um, where I know it's a safe space to just speak very openly and very freely without having everything fully fleshed out. So that's one of the things I really, really love about um, about the group coaching where you have individuals coming from different parts of the country um, or where they might be strangers initially. Then there's that other piece of group coaching where you can work together with a team that's already formed and helping them to work together even more cohesively. Because I think you know collaboration is definitely important and we can work with people that we may not know and we can put out a great project but for me, the goal is really to help that group feel connected to one another so that I understand what's important to you. You understand what's important to me. I know what your strengths are. You know what my strengths are so that we both are complementing each other in such a way that we can take our final project to a height that we didn't even dream of when we started. So it sounds like from the if it's an existing team, they're really deepening their connection with one another, understanding of one another and finding ways to communicate so they can collaborate better and have a better output. And for the groups that don't know each other, this is an opportunity to really learn and grow from each other's, like you said, missteps or just experiences and wisdom and challenges that they're facing. Because we all know that, I mean, gosh, in hospitals across the country, you have people facing similar sets of challenges all the time. And one of those, I mean, what we're talking about today is this, uh, the, the topic of diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is challenging many organizations, not just in healthcare, but in particular, let's talk about this idea of inclusive leadership. I know it's something that you focus on. And um, so how does your coaching, whether it's group or individual, um, address inclusive leadership. First, first tell us what it is. Describe for us what that is. Yeah. You know, I see, um, an inclusive leader as someone who is really thinking broadly and is thinking beyond self. And I, and I think that that's really truly inherent to us as physician leaders, um, as most certainly going into becoming a physician, deciding to go to medical school, you know, you're, we're trained to be service oriented. We are trained to give, to give to others. And where I see inclusive leadership really plays a, a role and is, uh, uh, I think so complementary to uh, physician leadership is that it's really including everyone so that they can develop their talent. And it's just seeing beyond, you know, what's right in front of you. And it's really expanding your, your focus and expanding your perspective to look at things through a new lens. Um, and so that's what it's, it's very broad, um, but I, it is something that can be so impactful because I think as physicians and as leaders, we are definitely focused on outcomes. We're definitely focused on what the results are and inclusion is a way to have a greater impact. It is definitely a way to improve your overall outcomes because what, um, what I can do as one person uh, can be tremendous, but just think about what I could do with five other people who have a different perspective than I may have and where we could enhance that to new heights and new levels. And how does this idea relate to 
the other parts of the DE&I um, acronym, the diversity and the equity part. Um, how should leaders be thinking about these pieces fitting together? So diversity is really more about the different components. So diversity is about kind of the mixture. So you can think about um, diversity as those very easily um, identifiable metrics that we can quantify. It could be um, women um, versus men. So it could be by gender. It could uh, be by race. Um, it could be by um, even just your educational background. So diversity could even be, well, you know, I'm a graduate of Tulane University School of Medicine, and it could be, you know, having individuals who graduated from other schools of medicine, from, you know, Stanford or from Morehouse. Or, so those are those very easily identifiable metrics that of where diversity comes into play. So it's about the mixture of the group. Okay. And inclusion is really getting the group to now work together. So all of those different parts to now work together. So I kind of see diversity as a little bit more on the surface. And then I think of inclusion is now starting to dip beneath the surface of all of those different parts working together. And then where belonging for me really comes into place as you again, start to go even deeper beneath that surface is um, all of those different parts now feeling connected, now actually feeling connected to something bigger than themselves. Well, and for our listeners who are leading large organizations, well, and medium and small organizations too, how do they, I guess, I guess what I'm thinking about is how do they first assess if they're is an inclusion or diversity issue under the surface? And then what do they do about it as leaders? What can they do about it as leaders? So I, I hope you can definitely relate uh, to me on this, Tothi, about really encouraging people to be introspective. <laughs> so I think that that's where it, it starts is um, taking a look in the mirror and thinking about your own personal experience. And I, I, I do believe that whatever your, um, whatever your current position is, that um, there has probably been at least a time in, in your um, physician leadership journey where you didn't feel a part of, where you just, you felt excluded, you felt on the sideline. And it could, it could be something as simple as somebody um, taking credit for your work. It could be as simple as somebody speaking over you in, in a meeting. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it could be even just getting slighted on, on an email chain. I mean, it could be something so small, um, but I, I suspect that there's at least a moment that we've all had where we just felt like, well, I was the last one to know, you know, I just got, I just kind of got left out of that. And so think about that experience that you may have and so take pause and think about, well, how did that make you feel when you felt excluded because uh, maybe everybody else knew about the, the next action that was going to be taken after the meeting and you were the very last person to hear about it? Or somebody took credit for your work that you'd been working on for months or weeks or you know, took your idea mm -hmm. and uh, tried to say it, that it was that it was their own. They tried yeah. to claim it as their own. So think about what kind of emotions did that generate in, in you? And um, 
and my guess is I know for me, when I think about that, I don't feel really happy. You know, I don't feel really pleasant about, about that experience. And now shift your perspective into how might, how might somebody else feel about that? And taking a look at how might my behaviors, which most likely are very unintentional, because I don't think that we're trying to um, really hurt another individual, most certainly not intentionally trying to take credit for somebody else's um, work or somebody else's idea. We're not intentionally trying to speak over another person. We're just so excited and we want to be able to get our idea out. But think about how you felt in that instance. And so how might your behavior, your inadvertent behavior, make somebody else feel? And um, and that's what I think is, you know, one of the first places to start. And if you're really curious about how your behavior is impacting other people, then start to ask. Then start to- That's scary. For you some know, people, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I mean, I can, I'll, I know it's scary because I know it's scary for me. <laughs> so uh, I, I can definitely, you know, relate to asking others for their feedback about how my actions or how my behaviors might be impacting them because I, I'm, I'm trying to come from a place of well intention, mm-hmm. um, but the, um, it's execution may may not be that may not be there and so because i know it can be really scary start with people you really trust and start with people that you that know you and know you well and that you know very well because it's then just a little bit of an easier mm-hmm. um transition into you know maybe hearing some things that um that you didn't necessarily want to hear or that might be a little bit surprising but you know that that person's um intention as well and their delivery to you is going to be because they are there to help you and want to make you even a better leader yeah start start with that and then work up to the ones that are the bigger challenge who may who may be more honest in a direct manner <laughs> but <laughs> you kind of start softly i like that that's really good advice i'm curious what how you would describe an organization that's doing this well, that has leaders who, or maybe maybe it's leaders, not necessarily the organization, but what does it look like to have somebody doing inclusive leadership well? And do you have any examples in some of the organizations you've worked with? Yeah, I think when um, when it's being done well, it's being done on a regular, consistent basis, where it's part of the daily operations. So when it become when you know right now we um, and I'm not just it, let me back this up a little bit. I'll say what is a, I think a big focus for for many of us is most certainly you know providing safe care. It's providing high quality care, um, and and those are some some uh, words that I think we'll we'll hear one another use very often. I want to do what's safe. I most certainly don't want to do anything that causes harm. So I think when in inclusive leadership becomes part of the norm is when you hear people talk about it on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And it's part of the everyday conversations. And we take pause to, um, to recognize it and to say it aloud. So it, it could be as, as simple as having uh, five minutes dedicated to a meeting where we focus on inclusion and and just 
just asking is, are we, are we looking broadly? Is everybody here that should be here that's going to be impacted by the decisions that we're making? Um, who's missing from the table? Who's missing from the Zoom call that we are setting up? Um, who's just, who's not part of this discussion that needs to be part of this discussion because they're going to be directly impacted by, by these decisions that we're making. So I think those organizations that have um, indoctrinated inclusive leadership into their everyday operations and where it's being discussed at multiple levels within the organization. So it's definitely coming from the top and it ripples all the way through every layer of the organization where you can see it at senior level um, executive leadership, middle level uh, leadership, and also at the frontline leaders, then then you know you know you're doing it well and and even with that being said it's something that you are continuously working on so i don't think that within this inclusive leadership space there's a final endpoint there is a there isn't a final destination where you say yep we got it and you just uh you know everybody pats themselves on the back and says okay we we got the award so we don't need to do this do this work anymore. This is ongoing, continuous work, just like it is for safety and um, and quality. So well put. I really enjoyed everything you said, Terry, about how a leader can can follow inclusive leadership uh, principles. And some of the things you said were were really great. You know, ask ask some questions at a meeting. Or is everybody here that should be here? Or should we have invited some others and things like that? Now. Maybe I'm a listener who has a boss or some executive leader in my organization who really is not following these principles. I mean, it's clear this is not an inclusive leader type boss. What do I? What can I do as a manager um, or someone in an organization to deal with that person? How can I interact? Maybe how can I even help them be a better leader? Is that possible? It is possible. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want anybody to feel like they have to go running in the opposite direction and, you know, ducking and dodging that leader because, um, you know, that is, that is your leader. And um, again, like I said earlier, I, I think that we are all well-intentioned and maybe the, your leader is not recognizing and does not understand the full weight of maybe how their actions or their tone or their behaviors are, are impacting others. So, you know, this is going to require you to maybe step outside of, of your comfort zone a little bit. And this is part of being a courageous physician leader and, um, and it's being an ally. And so it is, if you see something, then say something and, and letting your leader know how their actions or behaviors are directly impacting you. And so what I would recommend is coming from a place of, hey, can we sit down and chat and I'd like to, if you'd be willing to hear, I wanted to share with you how this made me feel. And it is discussing your emotions and it's, and if you can share how that made you feel, then hopefully that will start to open up the dialogue to where you can discuss how um, maybe your leader taking credit for your idea, or maybe your leader speaking over you in that meeting, how that made how that made you feel that hey that that made me um not continue on with the presentation that i had mm -hmm. because i got 
talked over. And so I, you know, we missed out on hearing a lot of other really valid points that could have helped that discussion or that could have helped us with our, with our decision-making. So, um, you know, I think sometimes when people hear the word feedback, you know, it can start to raise the hairs on the, on the back of the neck. So, but maybe just asking, can I, can I tell you what really worked for me? And giving some uh, guidance on that. And then that can be a segue into, and here's where, here's where maybe you lost me, or here's where maybe I stopped showing up and the way that I really could have because of this. I just want to, I don't want to gloss over all of the word choices that you just made as you answered that question, because they're super important. You are suggesting that folks have that conversation by saying, this is how it affected me. This what this is what I felt. And that really diffuses it, doesn't make it feel um, preachy, I think, when they're having that conversation, because you're really talking about how it made me feel. And so I think that's terrific advice in a way to have a conversation that isn't going to make the, the boss or whoever was the um, non-inclusive leader feel threatened. So, yeah, that's, that's exactly correct. I mean, the idea is, is to definitely try to, you know, diffuse things a little bit here and not set off fireworks, mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. rather for us to engage in, in conversation. And so if I start using really hot words with you, yeah. you're most likely not going to hear anything that, that I'm actually saying. So if I can, you know, be uh, very uh, thoughtful in my, in my word choice, then we can engage in more of a conversation than you feeling like you're being attacked or scolded or reprimanded. Yeah. It's not uh, what you did. It's how it made me feel. And that was your word choice was excellent. So yeah. I think very, very good advice. Um, I also am curious about those folks who are listening and would like to further their understanding and knowledge of how they can be a more inclusive leader. Where would somebody start on this? Do you, do you think there's things to read or things they can do, uh, little exercises they can try in their daily work life um, with their colleagues? Yeah, I think there there's tons of information, of course, out there on on the internet. You know, Google is is my best friend, and I hope it's everybody else's best friend as well. But uh, one book that I would recommend is written by Vernay Myers, and that's B-E-R-N-A Myers, M-Y-E-R-S. And she is really a, a leading authority within the, um, the space of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And she's got a great book entitled, What If I Say the Wrong Thing? 25 Habits for Culturally Effective People. Mm. And it's just a great little handbook with lots of examples of times when we can inadvertently stick our foot in our mouth and, and maybe say the wrong thing. And, and then some guidance on how we can say things a little differently. So I just think it's a, it's a, it's a nice little um, easy read uh, that can just give you some guidance and, and direction on um, how to maybe change your behaviors and, and actions um, from a strengths-based leadership perspective and without shame and blame. I think that's, uh, you know, having those practical, and especially you said examples, 25 examples is really useful for people just getting started, I would imagine. And um, w um, any 
thoughts about um, things that could be done in the workplace as a, as a group, maybe in your department or uh, the medical practice that maybe you work in, let's say. Um, you know, I, I think about a lot of the younger physicians who are listening because we have a, a fair amount of um, residents that come into the AAPL and they're just starting off. How can they affect inclusive leadership in their organizations, even as they're just starting out in their, in their careers? And I'm so glad that you asked about um, those that are, um, or the you know physicians who are embarking on on their leadership journey because this is something for everybody to do. Being an inclusive leader is something that applies to all of us, no matter where we are in in our leadership journey. So this is you know by definition, if we're saying that it's only one person's responsibility, then we're really not serious about the work. Mm-hmm. So I. I I'm so glad that you brought this up because I do want everybody, um, no matter how long or how short your title may be, and or how many years you've you've been uh, serving as a physician leader, this is something that that we can all do, and um, and I think it it really just starts with asking some very simple questions of um, of really who's missing. Mm-hmm. And and bringing that um, to to the attention of the group, if you have the ability to uh, be the leader of a meeting or conduct a meeting, um, then setting aside a few minutes within that meeting where you specifically focus on inclusive leadership, and again asking. Um, what can we do differently? What perspectives have we, have we not considered? Where can we move outside of our comfort zone? to do things um, a little bit a little bit differently. And if you're not directly the one in charge, the one who's who's leading things, um, you know, speak up and and use your voice because your voice is is very powerful and your voice uh, can carry can carry very far. And so let somebody know this, hey, I think inclusion is is really important to me and I would like uh, to focus on this and and explain to them, of course, the why behind it that it makes us all better when we are inclusive leaders. It's not just about me, but it's about this whole group. And when you can, can make that connection to how this benefits everyone, it's kind of hard to say no. Exactly. I Final thoughts to everyone out there, not just young physicians um, or faculty leaders, physician leaders. What What are your final thoughts on this topic of inclusive leadership? My final thoughts are, are that um, we all start from someplace, and um, this is this is a journey. And so, if you um, if you receive some feedback that your uh, actions or behavior were not the most inclusive, there's always the opportunity to make a change and to do better and to make and it's small shifts that can really have a huge impact. So I think it's, um, this is a long journey. Uh, we're all at different points along, um, along this whole pathway. And, and I would just encourage everybody to, to start someplace wherever you are, wherever you are is, um, there's a lot that you, that you can do there. And, um, and just think about what is the impact that I'm really trying to have and that I'm really trying to make and how can I improve upon that? And I think inclusive leadership can help you to do that. What a perfect way to end this conversation. Thank you, Dr. Malcolm. Your 
wisdom was apparent and uh, all that you've done in this area. And uh, I really appreciate your time and all of the practical tips that you gave our listeners today. So thanks for being here on Sound Practice. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Hey, good job on the interview, uh, Tothi. I feel a lot more knowledgeable about inclusivity in leadership. I hope our listeners do some self-reflection, as Dr. Malcolm suggests, to identify areas where they can improve. Yes, I and I think I'm going to do some of that. I felt like her her uh, suggestions and, and ideas about that were, were really interesting. And I felt like I got a couple big takeaways from this episode. And for me, those were... Well, first and foremost, that it's it's pretty simple, that inclusive leadership is mm. about making sure all voices are heard. Um, and she, Dr. Malcolm also talked about the need for respect and trust in the room in order to make that happen, and that all the people who need to be involved in decisions should be asked to be part of the conversation. I liked how a couple of times she would say, you know, ask yourself, are, is everyone here that needs to be in order to make this decision? I mean, who who should be sitting at the table? Good stuff. Yeah, definitely a good point. Now, Dr. Malcolm suggested a, a book during your conversation. And I just want our listeners to know that we have put that book in the show notes. For people listening, the title of it is What If I Say the Wrong Thing? 25 Habits for Culturally Effective People. And that is in the show notes. Yes. Excellent. Great reminder, Mike. And with that, we are at the end of this episode. And if you enjoyed this episode of Sound Practice, please rate us on your podcast app and tell your colleagues about our show. And if you have feedback, good or bad, because we are trying to be inclusive of all of you out there, we would love to hear from you. Email us at feedback at soundpracticepodcast.com. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Please join us for the next episode of Sound Practice. Don't forget, we release one every other Wednesday. You've been listening to Sound Practice, the business podcast for physicians and healthcare leaders. Check out the show notes for this episode at soundpracticepodcast.com. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, we'd love to hear them. Email us at info at soundpracticepodcast.com. Subscribe to Sound Practice wherever you listen to podcasts so you can automatically receive our episodes. And please rate us and comment on the podcast in iTunes and Google Play. Sound Practice is presented and produced by the team at American Association for Physician Leadership. We are the world's premier organization for all aspects of physician leadership in every sector of healthcare. Learn more at physicianleaders.org. Man Robin. Rick Kapow.